Hello everyone, welcome to Struggle Session. I am your host, Leslie Lee the Third. I am joined today by Murder Brian from Street Fight. How's it going, buddy? Great, great. It's a good time for wrestling right now. Very good time oh, for wrestling. A great time for wrestling. And Brian, did you know this? Since the last time we've talked about wrestling, I have gotten into the wrestling business, baby. No, I didn't know that. I got to be a, a ring announcer uh, for a show at DC Brow uh, called 11 Years of Brutality. Dude, I got to ring announce for Trish Adora, okay? Like the night after she was on AEW. Was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Uh, had an absolute uh, blast doing it. I did Party World Wrestling. And it was so exciting. It's not like a real traditional wrestling company thing, but it's oh, Tim, Tim Faust does a yeah. thing. Yeah. And uh, I got to perform my own show in the ring, which was incredible. I'd never been in a wrestling ring before, but also got to do some commentary, but was not prepared for. I mean, the <laughs> thing is, if I was doing commentary for an indie that, you know, kind of a super indie sort of thing. I think I could do it. it it's not knowing any of the characters on the show. Oh, yeah. Makes it difficult. I, I mean, I know wrestlers. I just I would need like I didn't know any of the characters on the show, so I was not good at all. Oh, yeah. yeah you got to study. It. This, these, these are some of the things I learned. Yeah. You got to watch the tape, you know, independently. That's what separates, you know, the elite you know ring announcers referees commentary people you gotta watch those tapes you gotta practice you gotta know the ins and outs all the wrestlers yeah i would love a shot to to try it again you know to, to i'm actually shocked that you and brett are not the main commentary team for a aiw already in fact uh well the thing about aiw is that uh the promoter is kind of a conservative and not real into our vibe. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I because I I know uh, John Thorne. I met yeah. him. I hung out with him. I talked to him. I we had all. I never. I I knew he was a bit a little bit conservative, but he was a pretty chill guy in general. I don't know. He might actually be open. Like he knew I was fairly left wing. He might actually be like open to it. Just he just might be one of those conservatives who doesn't give a shit. I don't know. But I would love to see that happen because that's a great promotion and that was a promotion I liked because they always were good with the women. They would bring in so many women wrestlers, fly in so many great wrestlers. Uh, he, John Thorne had a great match with my fr old friend uh, Haley Hatred, where he put her over huge uh, in this brutal, brutal uh, no holds barred match. They would do intergender matches like years and years before w the women's revolution or anything like that. The, the wonderful women's revolution it's doing this week <laughs> yes. has been so funny to me because NXT did a show where there were women in every segment. And uh, look, I haven't watched NXT and it's great like to have women in every segment. That's really cool. But like it's also like a really horny show that it's kind of like, I don't know, uh, all the matches were three minutes and there's so much like 
that is for the male gaze on that show that it's kind of like, I don't know, I guess it just evens out in the end. I mean, not that <laughs> I do think that like WWE does a lot better with the women than AEW does. I just also think that like they don't do that great. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this because this is, has been a hot topic, the best women's division. Now, I think AEW's women's division is still clearly better just because the wrestling is just better in AEW. The presentation is better. You just, I just like it on the whole a lot better. Maybe uh, uh, WWE, I think they p get more time at AEW. I've been saying this. Need to have two women's matches every Dynamite. Absolutely mandatory every show. No one will take the women's division seriously until that happens. You need to make the, you you need to show that the company is as invested in the division as they are the men's division, and then the fans will start taking it a bit more seriously, and they won't be dead during uh, hot matches like Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm last night, which I loved. I went insane yeah. uh, for it. I thought it was one of the best uh, matches that I've seen in AEW. Period. Just absolutely so hard hitting didn't need to be that long just two people beating the shit out of each other two hosses just slugging it out i loved it i want to see more of that but if even if you put that match up on the in front of the fans or mercedes martinez and diana perrazzo as the main event yeah that's nice to put those women in there but the crowd's going to be dead because you haven't taught them to care about these matches yet i was uh very low on that main event last week not only just because, again, n not a built match. Like, don't know why you would put that in the main event. Especially, also, the last hour of that show was not good. It was it was uh, a tough last hour of the show. So the crowd was just like, fuck this. They didn't get any stars. Well, they didn't get punk, which I think, like, that can change the vibe of the uh, uh, show in AEW. Like, if you get zero punk... That becomes a problem. But I also felt like with that match, uh, they had 11 minutes, which is not very much time. And I think that when you have 11 minutes on AEW Dynamite, uh, you got to just do the hot 11 minute match. You cannot do the feeling each other out thing. That is just, and they spent like the first three or four minutes like feeling each other out. And it's like, dude, but I mean, you can't do that. You just, yeah. it's, it's not Which the is company. unfortunate because, but that's something good that both of them are great at and have yeah. done in every other company. I want to mention they've had this match in Impact. Absolutely great. And Impact, by far, I think, has the best women's division of any of the mainstream promotions. It's not even like close. Their last pay per view under Siege had three women's matches, all of them very, very good. Yeah, I just think that, like, it's the wrong kind of match to have on AEW TV. I, I, I also felt the same way about uh, Dalton Castle and uh, Jonathan Gresham. I was just like, mm. that was never going to get over to an AEW audience. It just, it's a different kind of wrestling, you know? Based on like the young bucks flying yeah. everywhere and shit, and that's what the AEW fans. Well, I think we we tend to assume that the AEW fans are the hardcore indie Ring of Honor fans, but they're not. It's like a different audience, and they're used. They don't know, so they're gonna have a different perspective, and they're not gonna be as hot for stuff. I was actually watching 
Nitro, and I saw this match, Jerry uh, Goldberg versus Jerry Flynn, one of the many encounters they had, and it's like uh, two minutes long, but it's great. It's hot. They go back and forth. They both get sick offense in, and I was thinking, AEW needs more of that type of wrestling. Uh, they need shorter matches. I think a lot of the matches on AEW Dynamite are too long. You can do more than seven matches in a two-hour show. That way you get another women, women's match on. I think a match like Hater versus um, Storm is exactly the type of match I yeah. want to see more of. It just didn't need... I don't know why I split it up with a commercial break. Other than that, like that match was like a perfect type of match you want to have just a good badass quick seven minute match there isn't necessarily a house style but i do think there is so there's a thing where it's like okay there are a bunch of different AEW styles in the company right and and punk does a style that uh not everybody can just do it's like yes heavy on like psychology and like uh he's not doing these crazy moves or anything like that he just wrestles that style like that old territory style which is great i, I fucking love it that was cody's style too when he was in there part of the reason maybe he left is that somebody does his style better than him <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh there's that style then there's like the bucks and their sort of red dragon style and and like the high flying stuff with Dante Martin and stuff and then you got like the hard hitting stuff with uh John Moxley and and Brian Danielson like those are the and the stunt I I mean you would probably put your your Darby Allens with the Bucks and stuff like that yes. too and like those are kind of the styles that get over in that company so I mean like you know maybe if they build ring of honor differently which i think that's the plan i think that we we have a really good chance of getting something where like gresham makes sense diana perrazzo makes sense uh uh that kind well, of Mercedes, stuff is Mercedes martinez sense. well yeah but Deanna's i mean yeah, that's impact, true yeah they you know and that's the other thing about fucking that main event right is like mercedes hasn't even won on tv like it was just they didn't do anything for that match they that match was wasn't going to get over no matter what uh just because there was just not you know they they didn't have a chance it, it was fucked up to put it there it was stupid it was uh some i can guarantee it because remember a couple weeks ago when when satnam singh debuted which i was very high on i thought it was great uh and and tony khan the next day does an interview and he's like uh hey um i had a guy backstage that told me it was a good idea that was like kind of how yeah. a, a, a guy that's been in the business for 20 years told me it was a good idea and uh i think what happened was this is the only title match on the show it has to be the main event and that's just i don't even feel that way about pay-per-views either i don't i i think that like you can have a blood feud be the last match on a show it's fucking fine or they could have done anything else i i i actually do i actually i i'm an advocate of it 
but you can do it bet you can still have time to build it up like you could give time to have Diano come on the show mm -hmm. before th that you know build it up actually have promos Diana didn't even get like a real promo nope. on AEW it was like clearly building towards Mer just Mercedes uh, being coronated and as you said you know have a different type of match uh, have the crowd be put on a better show leading up to the main event but I, I i can advocate for it but like that is a responsibility then if you going the point is that if you're going to put the have the title match on the show then you have to build up to it and that has to be the main event otherwise don't have the fucking match that that yeah is, that would be my leslie i I really don't think that they need to be doing all this Ring of Honor stuff anyway. Oh, you know, really? On, on Dynamite and on Rampage? Nah, I don't. I, you know, I just think like when they get the Ring of Honor TV deal, do it over there because they're going to get a, some kind of TV deal for Ring of Honor. And I, I just think like. You know, Battle of the Belts was like where I started to really feel this, right? Where it's like you bring out the champion, Jonathan Gresham, and you put him with Dalton Castle, a guy who used to be very over that, that you know, maybe bad back. He's, he's got a bad back. It's very clear. But like a guy that does like a, a kind of cool, like two guys that do very specific styles of wrestling. And nobody cares about it because it's for the Ring of Honor title. And I hated this. Dave Meltzer says this, right? And it drives me nuts. If you're going to have another show, call it AEW, because that draws more than the Ring of Honor name. And he's right. He's fucking totally right. I just think you need to, like, keep the line between those companies and have one have one style and be booked by somebody different. And the other one is the AEW style. I do not think there is room for, and I hate to say stuff like this. I don't think there's like room for grappling type wrestling on American prime time, you know, TNT or USA TV. It just, I just don't think Americans watch that. At all. I don't, but I don't know if I agree with that. I don't, I, because I don't think they've really had the chance. It's just you can train the audience to like a certain style of wrestling or understand it, but you also need commentators who are doing their job as well. I don't think there's, I don't think the style is of Ring of Honor is like, you know, that unappealing, obviously, because CM Punk and Brian Danielson, even still to this day, still wrestle that style and the crowd really uh, eats it up. But I, I, I don't know if it's, so much of the style is just not knowing Jonathan Gresham, not knowing yeah. Dalton Castle, not knowing Mercedes, uh, not knowing that much about Mercedes Martinez, really, or Deanna Perrazzo. I think it's less about the wrestling style and more about the personalities and the people. Because, they, I mean, they like Samoa Joe. If Samoa Joe goes out there and has a 30-minute match, they're still going to be, like, into yep. it, you know? Yeah, but Joe has, Joe again wrestles closer to the AEW style than the, uh, uh, the grappling, I, it's just the grappling stuff. I, I just feel like, so this is an audience that was an indie audience for several years, right? They, we were, this was an audience that was into new Japan, uh, evolve and stuff like that. Right. And like, I was watching evolve during peak evolve and they had Tim Thatcher as their champion. Now, Evolve is a company that was built on 
saying we're more sports like and stuff like that. But the whole time Tim, Tim Thatcher was champion, the audience was just dead through all of his matches. And he was a champ for, for quite a while. Now the guy's a good fucking wrestler. He's really good. But in, a, I just, it, for me, it's like, I don't know. American mainstream pro wrestling is for better or worse sports entertainment. <laughs> I just don't agree. I just don't think that's true. I, I definitely don't think Evolve is an example of American mainstream uh, No, no, audience. no. I'm saying that, though, even our most hardcore audiences were still, like, at Evolve shows being like, eh, you know, I don't need this shit. I think that's probably just because it was, like, poorly booked, but they would, like... But those, but those audiences were red hot for, like, Brian Danielson and Chris Hero you know, wrestling for, you know, or, or Chris Hero and CM Punk wrestling for 90 minutes or wherever and trading tapes about, I think the style can get over. And I think, uh, we saw some of this when Brian Danielson came in, had, what was it? The 30 minute, uh, draw with, um, hangman page. They, there's all, I think that is not about the style. I think it's just like the booking and the branding, but I think it's all going to work itself out. It's kind of an awkward pace, but uh place now, but ultimately, and this is the thing I'm really coming to. I don't give a shit if the crowd reacts to anything because you, these are not, we, th there's no such thing as AEW fans. These are WWE audiences. They have been watching WWE for decades. They don't yeah. get a lot of shit that's good. So I don't care if the crowd is dead during Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter because it's good shit, even if they don't get it. So I, that's also another thing where it's like as a, you know, a critic, and I, I, I'm often at odds with the live audience on the AEW show, and that's that seems unnatural in professional wrestling, but it's not when you consider the 20 years of WWE training the average fan has, and they have to be deprogrammed uh, from. People are starting to realize, like, oh shit, you know, like a, a wrestling promotion could just do things that people likes, you know. And and uh, I think that 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 has contributed to very early AEW shows were so hot through the whole fucking show. Right. And uh, as they go, uh, people are getting more and more used to what they do. But still. The hottest fucking audiences in in wrestling right now are are at those dynamites. It's it's I mean. Man, I gotta say, the Wardlow stuff is, I mean, in my lifetime, the last time I can remember seeing anything like this Wardlow thing is Stone Cold Steve Austin. That is the last time I saw a crowd in the time it was happening. Obviously, I watched like a lot of the punk, the Summer of Punk stuff. I went back and watched it, but I mean, I just haven't seen people go that nuts for a guy that they don't already know that I, that's the thing where I think like AEW is going to be perfectly fine. Like it's in the future. I mean, I think it's in really good shape. I mean, oh, obviously yeah. I, I just, I just feel like they've gotten like people don't, you know, the, the bad faith WWE argument that they use all old WWE guys. It's like, well, they get people over though. I mean, Jungle yes. Boy's over, fucking Darby Allen's over, Sammy Guevara's. I mean, I know people think that 
they that Sammy Guevara getting bu- uh, booed means he's not over, but it actually means he's <laughs> over. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know. You can just say, "Oh, I don't like seeing him on my TV." Well, if you didn't like that, you'd shut the fuck up and be uninterested. But instead, you see him on TV, and he makes you want to pull your hair out. <laughs> yes, I mean, I, and people, are, why are people acting like Sammy Guevara is anything but a natural heel? He has <laughs> always been like a super dick. I couldn't believe he was ever even a baby face for a little bit. It's just very funny that like this knock against them that like Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, John Moxley, Chris Jericho. Those are their big stars is like, I mean, I don't even see it that way anymore. Mox and Brian are in tag matches. But even if it's true, like, so what? Like, w- like what's the what's the argument there? They're what we should wa- watch WWE because we feel sorry for them for losing <laughs> the talent. No, I'm going to watch the place. The show that's better is like, I, I don't understand. I, I don't, that doesn't make any sense. Like, if we were, were talking about the Mission Impossible series and like Tom Cruise quit and went over and became James Bond and like and the James Bond movies got better you can tell me that well they're just using Tom Cruise and I'll be like yeah so yeah that's why I went <laughs> to the movie theater to see Tom Cruise play James Bond I'm not gonna go back and watch Mission Impossible with fucking Jeremy Renner we could also say too this is like a very important thing and and since this is a struggle session people I think I can do this where like when Bernie Sanders is running for office, right? When he's running for president against Hillary Clinton, there was this vibe among like actual Democrats, like people in that inner circle of the Democrats that what he was doing was unfair because <laughs> he was saying things that people wanted. He, yes. he was like, this isn't fair. <laughs> he's saying people can have health care. And like, I feel like there's a lot of people on the internet now that think that what AEW is doing is not fair because they're giving people what they want because they've been watching WWE since. Listen, most people started watching again at WrestleMania 30 when Brian Danielson won the main event at WrestleMania. People have to realize that the night after that he went right into a feud with Kane. <laughs> it was never fucking good, not even for a minute. Yes. I but they I, think I mean, it's unfair. They think it's unfair <laughs> that Tony Khan books things that people want to see. Signs wrestler that, that they like. They I mean people like Keith Lee, Malachi Black, WWE fired these people is not Miro. Then they fought, they, they released him. It's like, yep. What are, what's the complaint there when even uh, uh, all these wrestlers that uh, Ruby Soho, these are not wrestlers that just like up and quit. Like some of them are. Tony Storm is Jeff Hardy. Oh, yeah. That was it, sweet. Well, technic- that was sweet. Uh, we should tell the story of Jeff Hardy. Did we talk about this? I think we talked about it once when we didn't know the full story. But uh, Jeff Hardy, a professional wrestler, was able to finesse his way out of his contract by simply walking out of a match and seemingly faking being s- fucked up on drugs. And WWE yeah. fired him because he has a history of drug abuse. But it turns out he was uh, sober. He was just contemplating like how shitty it was being his job was and kind of just walked off. Well, and you know, if, if today the news 
the past two days, the news has been coming out that uh, uh, Roman Reigns is is reducing his schedule significantly. Yes. Like, he will not be on every pay-per-view. He will not be on TV very often. And he, he you know, he's he won't be on house shows. Uh, he is the champion. There yes. is not another champion. And uh, it doesn't seem they're going to drop the title. And they have fed every single wrestler to him except for Cody Rhodes. That, and we know what happens look cody is having fun now or whatever and and like I'm we, sure we he, haven't he, talked about the cody jump the ship jump <laughs> yeah i'm sure he likes it there and he's having a good time or whatever but like i think he in the back of his mind fucking knows what's gonna happen eventually and that's gonna be that uh they're gonna fuck it up it's not that they're gonna fuck it up vince just gets sick of people yeah, he gets sick of people, gets tired of the experiment, gets bored, gets obsessed with some shiny uh, new object, probably Gable Stevenson. Fucking what's the guy, the the Braun Breaker? Everybody's like, it's so funny. I, I listen to so many shows where they're like, Braun Breaker is going to be a fucking star. So I'm, I'm looking online during, I think it was WrestleMania weekend, and uh, Sean Ross Sapp is interviewing uh braun breaker and sean ross sap is taller than him and i was like yeah, i'm sorry man. <laughs> if vince saw that picture the push is over now <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like it's so crazy and, and it's like they're gonna put they'll put you in like a corny thing and you know the way cody ended in AEW is probably the way he's gonna end in wwe again it's the same as the first time. I just, I don't know if the dude is like, I don't know. It to me, it to me. Okay, I heard a few Tony Khan interviews around the end of of Cody's run, and uh, I'm personally obsessed with his last promo. That was truly one of the most insane wrestling moments <laughs> of all time, and um, I get the impression that it was. Either you turn heel or I'm I just won't renew your con I'm not gonna renew your contract. Cause Cody did not want to turn heel, but he was a fucking heel. He was he was a heel at the end. People did not like him. And uh he took off. And I'm convinced that it was that. That that like it was storyline stuff. And uh if people think that Cody's not gonna have storyline stuff problems in wwe <laughs> then yeah, i don't know uh, man if he couldn't get along with tony khan working with vince mcmahon's gonna be quite a bit harder look i wanted to talk to you about this because there's a concept that went away in the 90s that i think needs to come back and you know as much as i, I love the man cody the whole brandy the whole Rhodes family he sold out cody you sold out and that's bad it's bad. It it sucks to it sucks that he jumped because it automatically puts him in a position where he's now, you know, hey, you work for WWE, you know how you're supposed to think about other wrestling companies. We are trying to put them out of business. Yes. And I think that's where I was like kind of let down 
with because he knows he knows what Vince's goal is and it's fine because I don't think they're going to be able to do that I I think if anything uh AEW's going to hurt their next TV deal somewhat because there's now somebody they can uh uh negotiate with and say like hey how come it's this company does pretty much the same ratings as you but is like you know 200 and or what what is it like that what it's 500 million to 45 million so like it, the tv deal for AEW is 45 million and the one for uh wwe is over a billion dollars <sighs> over two networks and it's like when they go to do you know uh, negotiations and and you look at the ratings of the other wrestling company then i can't imagine that the other company isn't going to come and you know yeah, the other company I, isn't going to say like hey hey uh i don't know like it could we could it seems like we could have this cheaper what if you know one of these big contracts just said you know what if we just we can just put wrestling on we could put impact we could put mm-hmm. mlw we could put roh on and people will watch because it's wrestling I think you're looking at Fox, really. I I think that Raw will always be on USA. Forever. Yeah, they got the Peacock tie-in now and all that. They're they're yeah. integrated now, but the Fox thing. I think that the Fox thing's where the issues come. I because they're not delivering what they were supposed to deliver on Fox. You know, they're delivering way under what they're supposed to deliver on Fox, and uh, you know. Brandon Howard Thurston, he he's the wrestling economics guy, uh, has pointed out that like all metrics for and this guy's really good. He spends all of his time doing spreadsheets about wrestling. <laughs> I highly recommend. But he said everything WWE, all their business indicators are going down. While all of AEWs have grown year over year after year. Now, there's a lot of people having a whole bunch of fun because during the NBA playoffs, their ratings have gone down. But it's like, okay, whatever. But like, if one company's growing and the other company's shrinking and we're just looking at this as numbers, you know what I mean? Like, we're just looking at like, oh, well, if we had this, we could get it cheaper and we could just put this on. And uh, we they don't care if it's who does the wrestling. Yeah. They just want to have wrestling, you know? Yeah, I really like, you know, there was that infamous period where Vince McMahon took over from uh, Jim Crockett promotions on uh, TBS for a few weeks, and the fans were pissed. But I, I honestly don't know if one time you come home, it's SmackDown one week, and the next week, it's impact and you have to open fucking peacock to see wve are you really going to be that are you going are you are you going to stick around for impact maybe mlw I mean, I, I, de- I, depending on the presentation i think that like the thing about aw that that gives it like kind of a head a head up number one they they should be changing the set i think at this point where we're almost four years in it still looks the same as when it launched yeah. I think it would be a good idea to, you know, kind of change a few things, make it look a little different because you start to fall into that idea of branding that WWE has, which is one of it's the most insane idea of branding and all of entertainment. 
I believe. Because, like, WWE thinks you just, okay, it has to look like this all of the time, or people won't know what it is, and they'll turn the channel. <laughs> and uh, so they're stuck in this situation where everything has to look exactly the same since fucking, I don't know, sometime in the 2000s. And then they're in this situation where everybody has to talk the same or people won't know what they're watching. And, and they have uh, their own language, their own universe. Um, yeah. Galaxy. Well, there's the AEW Galaxy now. So I love that. I love it. I love the Jericho thing. I oh, that's love funny. It. That's funny. As the I joke mean, part. Yes, I did. I got to say, like, pretty much everything they're doing on AEW is firing. I, I mean, the, dude, Eddie Kingston coming in with the fireball makeup on his face is oh, one yeah. of the best wrestling things I've seen in a while. Smart Mark Sterling, such great wrestling stuff. Like, I think... That if you took a person that hasn't watched either company in a decade, the the company that is more interesting and fun to watch and has more wrestling tropes in it, which people fucking love. People love it when heels cheat. People love it when there's a manager that keeps talking shit that gets his head kicked in every once in a while. People love that shit. I think head to head. People are picking AEW. It's funny how they say AEW isn't for, for casual fans, but it's like, dude, a casual fan tuning in and hearing people talk about the WWE universe and, <laughs> and fucking not saying the word wrestling and only saying superstar. superstar. And, yeah. Like, what is that? Like, nobody would ever. Nobody. It's impossible. It's such. Also, five hours of TV a week is an yes. insanely high cost of entry so i just think i think that the show that is that we're looking at like five years from now i think i think they're gonna be comparable fucking shows i think that everything being equal more and more people are coming over to this side people that that were watching wrestling quit watching wrestling and then now are hearing about this company seeing you know that fucking ladder bump last night for Darby is viral as hell. Like they played it on a news channel. Oh, and for people real on ABC news. They played it. And like, I think that like people seeing that stuff is going to make them say like, Oh, I'm kind of like interested in, in seeing this and, and like the blood, I think signifies that it's not a children's show yes. where WWE is a children's show for 60 year olds. And, uh, <laughs> so people even realizing, Hey, this isn't like cartoonish. It's not a children's show. And then also getting the cartoonish stuff. The Danhausen stuff is is working. I think he's like super over. I think Orange Cassidy is a guy that could draw people in. So you are literally getting all of the different parts of wrestling with AEW and with WWE. I mean, you got a champion that isn't going to be there anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also WrestleMania just happened. And the big deal that they built all of WrestleMania around was 
Finally, Roman Reigns proving that he's the guy and not Brock Lesnar. The passing of the torch to Roman Reigns after seemingly a decade of a will they, won't they. And now he's ready to go. How does that happen ever, ever to you? It's not, it's not perfect. How you run a company. It's not how you run a professional wrestling show. It just makes no sense. I would also say that, like, as a guy who, like, thinks that it's not a bad thing to have your champ be sort of part-time, especially, I think in that company, having your champ be part-time makes them more over because all of the guys that are over in that company are part-time. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think that helps. The, there's only one other person there's two other people on his level there's Brock Lesnar and there's currently Cody Rhodes but if Cody Rhodes is on TV every week and he starts dropping matches it, which he's going to uh, that's going to make him less over I think you're the one that has said it to me in the past but it's like a lot of times man wins and losses are something that cannot matter at times. But if your whole company is built around this idea that losing is the worst possible thing that can happen, so they do DQs and countouts and stuff like yes. that to get around it, when you get pinned one, two, three in the middle of the ring, that's fucking bad, you know? Yes. And they're going to do that to fucking Cody. And it's going to be that's going to be at the point where it's like, okay, so Cody's here every week. He's taking pins every once in a while. Roman comes in three times a year and, and kicks the shit out of everybody in the company. I mean, I'm hearing these wrestling podcast guys saying stuff like Drew McIntyre, man. They got to put the title on Drew McIntyre. And I'm like, the fucking ship sailed with him, man. He's not over. Nobody is over in that <laughs> company except Roman Reigns. It's so funny because Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre were two guys impact. They were perfectly great, fine champions, high level champions, brought people to the company, put eyes on them. They're uh, uh, Prince uh, DeVitt in New Japan. He didn't get to be the world champion, but he, him starting the Bullet Club, all that shit. AJ, they have Shinsuke Nakamura, for God's sakes. They have all these people, but it seems like they've just put like a glass ceiling uh, between them and Roman Reigns for no like real reason. It didn't Brock didn't have to be so dominant and then Roman didn't have to be so dominant and they could have mixed it up and had like a division and a competition and an actual wrestling company instead of just like one guy and a bunch of disposable parts. The stupidest thing with them now is when you think about them unifying the belts <laughs> like we've been saying forever they should only have one belt and the person can go back and forth between shows right like well everybody's been saying that but now it's like you got rid of the other belt now there's no champions <laughs> that mean anything that's going to be on your fucking show anymore it doesn't that's make so any sense funny. that's so funny that's actually hilarious. Yeah, they could have put that title on Bobby Lashley and let him get his win against Omos or whatever and, and just had Lashley was over. And now he's just a guy wrestling Omos every oh, week. God. I, okay. I look, I'm as a guy that loves uh uh big guys that can't wrestle, I like Omos. Anytime WWE puts two black people 
wrestlers against each other it never ever works i think because they don't never they never let any of the black wrestlers have enough personality that does not just come off as like racist you know in some way but like i look at a guy like swerve and i'm just like that is like what a baby face yes a, that's a black what a black baby face swerve keith yes. lee those are what black baby faces look like, not whatever they do over there. Yeah. And then you have the, and they are feuding with other black guys, Ricky Starks and powerhouse Hobbs, but they all have like personality and swag and they all like are their own people and their own thing. And it's a fucking cool feud that's been going on for a while. And I like to see more of it. I like to see it uh, continue. AEW gets this knock because there are more black wrestlers in WWE. I would argue that screen time, I, I would argue that if somebody was counting screen time at this point, I don't know who is doing a better job, but I will say that having Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard be the one that writes for your black wrestlers yes. is far not as good as what they're doing over on AEW where exactly. they're slowly <laughs> getting people that were signed away. There's, they have uh, the same personality. They have the same richness of personalities that the white wrestlers do. Yes. Like, Keith Lee is a fucking dork man he's not like a cool guy neither is jay lethal two guys that aren't super cool but like they're over because they're cool in their way you know what i mean like they're they're cool and different and swerve is 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 different and like it's just you can tell one company is letting its wrestlers build their characters and the other one is building their characters for them yes and usually going to the same boring, oh, well, like, almost, don't they have another black giant at the same time? The guy who's oh, with Oh, God. The... One of my favorite matches of uh, in WWE that I've seen. Re it was the only match I ever tur I've turned into WWE for recently. And it was Commander Aziz versus Omos. Oh, no. Oh, no. I loved it. It was Why so would you even, why would you put that in the ring? Why would you have those two... <laughs> men ever even stand next to each other is WWE is so strange they don't understand that the contrasts are what makes this shit cool <laughs> not when you put the same thing against each other immediately they always do this two huge guys that can work is a match that people love but two huge guys that can't work and the one that has so uh what uh Aziz used to be Baba Tunde who's been around for a while he was he wrestled in Evolve a couple of times. So he's been doing stuff and they basically had almost squash him. So it was like, so you took the guy who has experience that can work and squashed him with the guy that is so far away from knowing anything about how to wrestle. Um, um and and Vince is going to cut him. I believe because that's the other new thing with WWE is you do not get a long time before they cut you. They oh, not are, at all. That last round of cuts was fucking. I couldn't believe some of the ones that they cut in that last round. I'm trying to think of who it was, but it was the first time. Oh, Harland was the one that kind of was like, what? He was just on like, I guess, and also uh, Brian Alvarez has brought this up that the people that write for NXT didn't know about the cuts until the they went to lunch and they came back and they had like a memo that basically said, uh, "Hey, here's some people we cut from 
NXT and they had to rewrite the show and they weren't allowed to mention the people that got cut. Yeah, like um, Dexter Loomis, who I haven't yes. seen wrestle or anything, but people, I people were going crazy for him on social media. They really oh, you... were digging him and digging his character. I saw. I never watched any of his stuff, but people seemed to really like him. And like, You've I was shocked him, to see Leslie. him. Cut. You've seen him. He's uh, Sam Shaw. I I never watched the WWE stuff. Oh, okay. I was just letting you know that he he was around, kind of doing that character, but less funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Sam Shaw, the serial killing wrestler. Yes, the Dexter. He literally, I, it's so funny. NXT just straight up called him Dexter. He, like, just well, so they also like having. Uh, this is something I'll complain about. Obviously, is I'm sick of dark, like uh, spooky wrestlers. I'm sick and fucking tired of them. But Dexter Loomis was a comedy dark wrestler, which I can. I can handle that. I like that. I think that's cool. I just don't Malachi Black. I think I would cut him. If, oh, jeez, come on, <laughs> come on! You're just scared. You're just scared. I love that he's, spooky he's, basket. I love him. I, I just, love him. The way the heat leaves the room. I mean, it's Cody's fault. Cody is, you know, was really did not help him get over. Uh, but like, oof, man. A what few of the things that happened recently, it just the crowd doesn't care, except for at that uh, full gear match. They or that la revolution match. They did care. It's just I mean, the crowd sucks. I'm so sometimes I'm <laughs> sorry. I don't think the AEW crowd is that smart all the time. There's like a lot of stuff that's really cool that they don't get. And I'm fine. So I'm fine with them not getting. I hope Tony Khan uh, knows the difference between the crowd not getting it and it not being good. So just stop letting him cut promos. Don't let him cut promos three weeks in a row. And maybe wait, wait, I'll you be mean okay like the, the you mean like the um the live promos or the video packages? The video packages. Oh come on, come on! Terrible, I I love dude. my dark souls fucking npc speeches i love the spooky shit he's not doing anything <laughs> magical he's just like sending in like spooky promo videos because he's got a film guy it makes That's sense i mean you see nobody has described it as he's not doing anything supernatural and that maybe is something i just don't like this way of cutting promos where nobody knows what you were talking about at the end you know like it's like what was that what was that promo about i don't know oh, i i with. I think maybe AEW leans heavily on it, but I you need some guys who just who just say a bunch of shit. Like Sid Vicious would just yeah. come out there and say any fucking thing. And well, it WWE just, does it with their spooky guys too. Makes them cut like Bray Wyatt never cut a promo that made any sense <laughs> the whole time he was in that company. It is an art form. It is an art form, but. Brian, thank you so much for joining me and talking wrestling. Have a great time uh, talking with you as always. Now, but now that I'm in the wrestling business, we need to talk about this tag team match we got going. I'm ready. I will. I will get beat up by a wrestler. I promise. All right, we're gonna get. We're gonna get trained. We're gonna get in the ring. We're gonna take some bumps. I'm gonna get Jack. You're gonna get Brett. We're gonna do the thing. We're gonna do the thing. Yeah, I've been. I've been working out. So oh. I'm I'm getting in shape. I have oh. my cardio is great right now. Oh, for I sure, will not for get sure. blown up in one second. <laughs> all right, all right. But see, here's the thing, though. You're afraid of grappling. I already know that. I already know you're afraid of grappling, Brian. 
I'm going to take you down flyer. to the mat. I'm going to take you down to the mat. All right. I'm a high flyer, Leslie. You just wait. You'll see me coming <laughs> off the top. <laughs> All right, folks. That was Struggle Session. Have a good one. Peace. Nice. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.